all you writerly people, and welcome to About This Writing Thing, a weekly podcast about living the writing life. I'm your host, Sayward B. Eller, novelist, short story writer, and podcaster. Today, I'm talking about pacing. Why? Because I like to talk about my weaknesses. How else do we get stronger, right? First, Let's talk about what pacing actually is. Pacing is a tool that controls the speed and rhythm at which a story is told. In other words, it's how fast or slow you make things happen in your narrative. The pacing in my first drafts, referred to some as zero drafts, is always at light speed. Things happen fast and then the book is done. This is why I'm always 30 to 40,000 words under industry standard. I guess my first draft is really my outline my very in-depth outline. It takes me three to four drafts before I have the pacing and story just right. Last term, my professor commented on my outline that I don't have enough action in Act 2 of my historical fiction thesis novel. If you look at my work through the eyes of someone who writes plot-driven narratives, you will always believe that my pacing is too slow. That's because I don't write plot-driven or action-driven narratives. I focus on conflict and characters. In other words, I don't have a ton of physical action in my stories. Now hold on there, Missy, you might be saying. Conflict is pacing. It drives it. You would be right if you were saying that. Also, don't call me Missy. With great conflict comes swifter pacing, at least for that scene. You're raising the stakes for your character, putting them in the hot seat and making them squirm. And if you're very good at it, you're making your readers squirm too. K.M. Wyland says, writers who are in control of their pacing are writers who are in control of their stories. If this is the case, I am not a writer who is in control of my stories. My problem? I don't seem to be very adept at pacing scenes that are high action. I'm too wordy. Last term, my class had a discussion wherein we were supposed to write two scenes, and one of them needed to be fraught with conflict and high in action. Here's what I turned in. The air was thick, sticking to her skin as she rushed through the trees that spread out before her, heart pounding and air coming out in dripping gasps. Patients dashed through the thickets, wincing when a bare foot would land on a twisting root. The naked fingers of trees just waiting to die scratched her bare arms and tried to become entangled in the long tendrils bouncing in her wake. She stopped, her head jerking left, then right. The air was pressing harder making her gasps come out quicker. She was alone in a sea of trees. She tried to begin again, to find her way out of the succession of naked and full trees, but her legs wouldn't move. Falling to the ground, she rolled onto her back, her hands going to her throat, and her mouth poised to scream for help, but all air was gone. Here's what my professor said. In this assignment, your own style has gotten in your way. What do I mean by that? I mean that you have a certain pace and sentence structure that appears to be pretty natural in your writing. I think that voice is so strong that you fall into that rhythm without even noticing. As a result, both of these pieces are almost at the same pace. Your action piece should be more disjointed, short, clipped. Instead, your sentences are about the same length and offer the same type of information as in the second paragraph. Suggested rewrite. The air was thick. Her shirt stuck to her as she rushed through the thicket. Her heart pounded. Her breath became dripping gasps. One bare foot landed on a twisted root. She winced, kept going. She has said in seven sentences what it took me an entire paragraph to convey. 
The difference between us, I think, is that she is a more experienced writer, and she writes in a different genre. She doesn't like writing in the women's fiction genre and instead prefers writing book club fiction. You may think they're the same, but they aren't. Book club fiction has to appeal to a broader audience, much like commercial fiction. More on that in a later episode. So my problem with pacing is that I slow things down too much. I think this has a lot to do with the fact that I overthink everything and because I have very little experience with anything. This is one of my greatest weaknesses as a writer and human. I've always heard we should write what we know, but the things I know through experience are very limited. I'll be working on both of those in the future. (laughs) What do I do about this little problem of mine then? As always, I've scoured the internet and my bookshelves to find some awesome tips. (laughs) Noah Lukeman says that pacing and progression are the most cumulative, most far-reaching elements of writing and thus demand the greatest long-term concentration. It's delicate and unbelievably strong all at the same time. Think dynamite. Two things stand out to me in Lukeman's book as things that are affecting my own pacing. My stakes aren't high enough or plentiful enough And I have too much description in those areas where I'm supposed to have a really fast pace. Though he's speaking specifically of telling in the narrative, I'm hearkening back to what my professor said. My sentence length is too rambly, too long. For conflict-driven scenes where the stakes are high and the action is amped up, the sentences need to be short, disjointed, and constantly keep readers on their toes. We want them to be just as out of sorts as our characters. Courtney Carpenter lists seven literary devices that can be used to keep your pacing where it needs to be. Action. Keep them active. Duh. Have few distractions, little description, and limited transitions. Cliffhangers. Keep your readers guessing. Dialogue should be rapid fire with reactions and descriptions kept to a minimum. Have prolonged outcomes. Have scene cuts or jump cuts. Have a series of incidents that happen in rapid succession, like a whirlwind. And also short chapters or short scenes. I used to see these all the time. One-page chapters or half-page chapters. They really did keep me turning pages. Keep these scenes active and use potent verbs to keep your scene moving forward. I cannot tell you how often I write this during a critique. Keep your scene moving forward. That is what you're, that's what we're trying to do. It's a forward progression. You don't want a story that stalls in the middle of a scene. And we've all had that, right? (laughs) I have certainly had those scenes where In my critique feedback, my partners have said, you know, there's someone chasing her and you have her meandering across the room. That's not cool. (laughs) Those weren't the exact words, but it's the gist of it. (laughs) So the really important thing is gaining the control over your story mentioned earlier by K.M. Wyland. The most disappointing thing to me as a reader is a big buildup with no payoff. In other words, pacing that falls flat or fails to produce anything at all. Don't drag me through a narrative at warp speed and leave me with nothing. It's disappointing and it's frustrating. Wyland has a few tips for both speeding up and slowing down our pacing. I guess I don't need much help slowing down, but you might, so I won't leave them out. (laughs) For speeding up, we might want to reduce the number of characters in a scene. I usually only have two characters in a scene, so I think I'm okay with that. But I have read recently some scenes where there might be four or five people in a scene. So in order to speed up that scene, you might want to eliminate a few of those characters 
so that you don't have so many people doing so many different things at the same time. Also, minimize sequel scenes. These are your follow-up scenes, uh, like a big breakup followed with the equivalent of a movie montage of your character going through life aimlessly without their one true love. Add a ticking clock, a deadline that your character has to reach in order to avoid dreadful consequences. It made me think immediately of Jason Statham in Crank. Those, those movies are really pointless to me, but Jason Statham is in them, so I suffer. I suffer through. <laughs> the last one I think is the most important thing for me. Raise the stakes. I never feel like the stakes are high enough in my stories. I never feel like I have enough stakes in my stories, especially my novels. My short stories, not so much, but my novels, I feel like the stakes are just not there. So I really need to just keep working on that. That's, that's the most, that's the thing for these four tips for speeding up my narrative. I think that's the thing that I really need to work on. And also just doing more of those jostling fragmented sentences that really keep things moving fast and, and forward. I don't have a lot, like I said earlier, I don't have a lot of action-packed scenes, but I do have a lot of really emotional scenes that we need the characters to not be overly dramatic, but we need the scene to convey that this is a really, really high-stakes moment. So I'm going to keep working on raising the stakes and really shortening those paragraphs and those 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 scenes where things are really, really high stakes. Now, if you want to slow it down, she, um, Wyland gives a few, gives four tips for that as well. Complicate your sentence structure. Skew the scene. Add more internal narrative and focus on descriptive details. Three and four, I feel like I'm pretty good at those. Most of my novels are internal narrative. I don't have a ton of dialogue. And then, of course, as you could tell from my earlier scene that I read, I do try to put as many descriptive details in as possible. So, yeah, I could slow down a scene. <laughs> I'm going to be experimenting with these tips while working through my current work in progress. It's a contemporary women's fiction, of course, but there are some highly emotional moments where the stakes will be high and I'll need the pacing to be just right. Wish me luck. What are some of your tips for handling pacing in your own work? Send me an email or a message. I'd love some additional tricks to getting my pacing just right. That's all I've got for you this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and share. If you haven't subscribed to my monthly email list and you'd like to, you can visit my website and sign up to see what I'm reading, what I've got coming up, and of course, what's happening with About This Writing Thing. If you want to know what I'm up to between shows, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as Sabi Eller, or you can find this podcast on Twitter at Writing Thing Pod and Instagram about this writing thing. You can also go to my website, SaywordBeeller.com, and you'll find out how to get me there. <laughs> Next week, I'll be chatting about some of my favorite literary devices. So I hope you'll tune in for that. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you coming back every week to listen to me. I don't want to say ramble because I feel like I haven't really been doing all the rambly things, but. Sometimes I know I still do. But anyway, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for supporting me. Have a great week. Stay safe and keep writing. Bye.